Hey mama, you're listening to the Fit Mama podcast. I'm your host and fitness bestie, Sarah. I'm a prenatal and postpartum fitness specialist, certified Pilates instructor, certified yoga teacher, and most importantly, I'm a certified hot mess of a mother. I've got a toddler son and twin baby girl, so you can just imagine the noise levels in my home. But in this podcast, I'm excited because I'm spilling all of my best tips so that you can feel your absolute best and most confident on this crazy motherhood journey. So whether you're washing the dishes or loading up the minivan, I'm glad that you're here. Turn up the volume and get ready to take some notes because we are diving into all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Hello and welcome to the Fit Mama podcast. So I know you're all dying to hear the secret to balance, the all-evasive balance. We're going to get into that in just a minute, but before we do, let's tackle our question of the week. Today's question is a bit non-traditional because it was actually more of a request. So I've received this request numerous times across both Instagram and TikTok, but basically the request has been for me to share and save the specific workouts that I am doing uh, to recover from my diastasis recti and to regain my body postpartum. And here's what I have said and what I will continue to say. And I want to put this here on the podcast as well, just so it is immortalized and we all know my stance on this. I will not be doing that. Um, And the reason for that is everyone's body is so different postpartum that I never want to put out exercises or put out specifics about what I am doing and have someone blindly follow those things when it could actually be detrimental to their body rather than helpful. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you have diastasis recti and I have diastasis recti. So you're thinking, all I need to do is just copy what Sarah does. If I do what she does, then I will heal my body just like she's doing. Okay. Here's the issue with that. What if you have an overactive pelvic floor? So I'm posting things that are working the pelvic floor, whereas you might need to relax that pelvic floor. What would happen then? Well, you follow my workout regimen, and then instead of helping your pelvic floor to relax and alleviating symptoms like incontinence or pain during sex that you might be having, uh, those get worse. Because that's exactly what's going to happen if you just blindly follow my workout routines, because they're not designed for you. Or the opposite could be true. You know, I have diastasis recti, so I'm working on healing that. Not everyone has diastasis recti postpartum. I've mentioned in the past, 60% of women have it. That's a huge number. But that does mean that 40% don't. So four women out of the 10 in the room should not be following my workout regimen. Like, yes, there are some exercises that will be beneficial to you, even if you don't have diastasis recti, because we want to heal the transverse abdominis. And that's what helps us ultimately lose the mom pooch. Uh, But not everything that I'm doing is made for you. This is why I don't save my workouts. I don't put them in reels. I don't put them in stories. I'll put snippets every now and then of like a random exercise that I'm doing um, for educational purposes or just like some footage there for you to see of me actually working out because otherwise, how would you know that I even work out at all? Um, but I, I would never post a full routine and much less save it to my stories or save it to my TikTok account for this exact risk. Um, and I've gotten some pushback from that. I think a lot of women would like for me to just go ahead and like publish it for all to see, but yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. So well, that just clears that on that. Now, if you 
do like what I'm doing and you are interested in how to get results, then that would be the time to contact me about personal training because then I can actually give you a routine that's personal for you, made for your body. So if you've got pelvic floor stuff going on, if you've got abdominal separation going on, if you don't, but you still seem to have a mom pooch that you can't get rid of, that's where we would get into the nitty gritty of that. And I would give you something that works for your specific body. Okay, cool, cool. All right, let's get into today's topic, balance. How do we balance it all? You know, we've all seen like the elusive mom on social media who seems to be able to juggle like a thousand balls, right? Like she's got her work and her kids and her home is really tidy and she never seems to be behind on laundry. And she's also going out to social events with friends and you kind of wonder how the heck is she doing this? And I want to talk about that today because the secret to balance is honestly not that big of a secret. Okay. So are you ready? Pen and paper out. The secret to balance is that there is no such thing as balance. The scales will always be tipping in one area more than another because our time is so finite and we simply do not have the amount of support that we need for us to live totally balanced lives. And even if we were to have all of that support, we might finally achieve that elusive balance And then we would probably pretty soon be pushing ourselves to improve in one area. And that would require more time and focus in that area. And that puts, again, the whole equation out of balance, right? So the secret to balance is there's no such thing. Now, what I really want to talk about today, now that we've gotten that out of the way, and hopefully the title of today's podcast did catch your attention, is priorities. Because while we might not have balance, we can definitely have priorities and priorities can shift from season to season. And that is very liberating in motherhood. So maybe we just need to first break down what our areas of priorities might be in our lives, right? So in my case, I kind of break it down into four categories and they all have to do with different aspects of health. So physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And within each of those categories, I write down the activities that I might do that can contribute or better my health in that specific area. So for example, physical health, what will better that? Well, for me, that's going to be doing my rehabilitation exercises for my diastasis recti. It's going to be things like walking, maybe getting in a strength training workout at the gym, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got, you know, my list of possible activities that would contribute to my physical health, including of course, nutrition in that area. Next up would be something like for my emotional health. That might mean journaling. It could mean taking time away from my phone and setting limits around social media. It could be going out with friends. Um, Those sorts of things can all help with my emotional health, mental health. Oh my Lord. Okay. So mental health and spiritual health are a bit linked for me because I am like a follower of Jesus, you know, no pressure. Like I'm not going to get into all of that today, but just if my spiritual life is bad, my mental health is bad, but some things that improve my mental health mean like talking with my mentor, kind of processing things out loud. I like to talk through problems a lot or journal them. So those are really helpful for my mental health. Also um, being realistic around what my expectations of myself are, writing out to-do lists and then being pretty ruthless about like cutting things from that list. Those are activities that would go into that category for me. 
And then spiritual health, I have things like my daily devotion time where I am doing some reflecting. I journal every day. Um, what else do I do for my spiritual health? I have Bible studies two nights a week, uh, one that I go to, one that we host, go to church, volunteer. Like these things all help with my spiritual health. So, Anyway, this is like my toolbox to draw from. These are the tools that I have to live a so-called balanced life. The issue is that I do not have infinite time or support to make all of these things happen in a day. I feel like even if I didn't have kids, even if I didn't have support, it would be difficult to fit all of these into like an average day, especially when I do have, aside from these, you know, categories and activities, I have some responsibilities on my plate as well, right? Like to take care of a house, I have to take care of children, uh, cooking, cleaning, like the whole nine yards. And so then comes the prioritizing part of this thing. Now, when I say prioritize, I want you to first kind of prioritize by category again. So which one of these is most helpful to you? Is it your physical health, your mental health, your emotional, or your spiritual? And when I say most helpful, I want you to think about this as kind of like a cascading waterfall effect. So in my case, again, just me, if my spiritual health is good, that will take a positive effect on everything else in my life. And the opposite of that is also true. Like if my spiritual health is really, really bad, then most likely my mental health, my emotional health, and my physical health are going to suffer as well. So that category has to come first for me. And so before we get into like the specifics of every category, just kind of go through and see. The next one for me is most likely physical health, right? Because my spiritual health helps everything else. Now, physical health is what gives me joy my physical health and taking care of myself in that way really relieves a lot of emotional stress and it helps with my mental health as well. And I'll be completely honest with my mental and emotional health, they're kind of on the same like level. So it's a toss up. I'm not going to like split hairs over which one takes third place and which one takes fourth place. They're very closely linked as most of these are. So once I have my categories kind of prioritized, then I'm going to choose at least one activity in each category and start to give this thing some structure, which I promise I will explain in just a little bit. But let me give you some more examples. So in the spiritual health category, I got to get myself good first before I can start like pouring into others. And so before I'm signing up for volunteer opportunities, I'm going to prioritize my individual everyday time with God. Then I move on to my physical health. What is something that I can prioritize in this stage of life? That's going to be my ab rehabilitation, because if that is not done and good, if my core is not given a firm foundation and this healing process prioritized, then I'm going to be struggling the rest of my life with my physical health because abdominal separation is a serious condition that does require some healing. So that's got to be priority number one. Now I've covered my spiritual, my physical, then we're going to get to the emotional and mental side of things. Like I said, these are kind of a toss up because a lot of the things that I do for my emotional health also contribute to my mental health and vice versa. So I would just pick, you know, two things that I can do to contribute to both of those, which would be talking to my mom and talking to my mentor. So these are my top four activities that are my priorities. And I'm going to make sure that I can fit those into my schedule first. And I will say no to other things if it means that I have to in order to get these done. And once I'm able to do these things consistently, then I can look at adding more activities to the pile, right? But I've got to address at least 
one thing in every category first. And when I'm looking at my schedule, I go through category by category to make sure that I fit it all in. So let me give you an example of how this plays out in a week for me, uh, just using the four activities that I mentioned. Okay. So I wake up at 5 AM and the first thing I do every single day is I go downstairs, I read a little bit in my Bible, and then I journal it. And that is incredibly helpful for my spiritual health. So category number one, check. From there, I already roll out my yoga mat and like I'm ready to go doing my ab rehab exercises by 5.30. So from 5.30 to 6, I'm working out every single morning. You can catch me in my living room. If you're wondering where I'm at, that's where I'm at. Barely, like with still sleep in my eyes, that's what I'm doing. So I can check off that second category of my physical health and specifically those ab rehabilitation exercises. Now, once those are covered, (laughs) I have a little bit more freedom in terms of doing um, the chats with my mentor and with my mom, but I do talk with my mentor on a weekly basis and we plan that out with a week, uh, like a week prior. Um, So we make sure that one, we can fit it into our schedules and then two, it is a priority so that before I go into the week and start loading it with other activities, I know that this is a non-negotiable for me. And like I said, our days can change you know, week to week, but we do make it a priority. And then the last thing is my mom and I'm just constantly bothering her. So like literally it's almost a daily occurrence that I call her about something. Um, so that's how I fit in those four things that I mentioned now, because I am able to comfort comfortably fit all of those into my schedule, then I'm able to add on. And again, I kind of add on loosely based on that order of priorities in terms of these big categories. So I'm adding on to my spiritual health first, then my physical, then mental slash emotional health. Okay. And I'm always making sure that I fit like first things first, right? Because that is what is going to be most satisfying to me as a person. We are more than just a body. We're more than just a soul. Like we are this combination of these four elements. And so if I truly want to live a balanced lifestyle, I've got to start managing my priorities by order of what's truly important to me in my life. Now, this might be different for you. Like maybe you are someone who has really struggled your whole life with your mental health. And so if that's the case, then maybe before your physical health, before your emotional health, maybe you're not a spiritual person, like your mental health comes first. So then maybe going to therapy is what helps you with your mental health. That has to be priority number one, right? Like before you schedule out anything else for your week, you need to go and schedule your therapy appointment because if that's what keeps you mentally good, then until you do that thing, the rest of your life is going to feel out of balance. Feeling balanced and actually being balanced are different right? And we can thankfully feel more balanced without truly living and doing it all because it's really not feasible to like live it all and to do all of the things that they tell us we're supposed to be doing to be a quote unquote, like balanced person. But what is feasible is kind of looking at what's really important to me. And then how do I schedule or organize my time to fit that in? And, and that can shift over time as well. That's the really liberating part. Like I said, in the beginning of this podcast 
it's nice that, you know, maybe I can get a really good handle on my abdominal separation or maybe I heal it completely. So then what I do for my physical health kind of changes. Or maybe I can group things together, like I go for walks with a friend, and so then I'm taking care of my physical health and my mental health at the same time. Like there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot of shifting that can happen based on seasons of life. I have gone through seasons of life where my physical health has taken a back seat because there were other things emotionally going on that had to be addressed. Because if I did not address those things, I was going to be using physical activity as like a band-aid for a deep emotional problem that I needed to work through. And so I'm, I'm saying this just to kind of encourage you in that your priorities can change and you are allowed to really set the tone for what you want your life to look like. Um, and it doesn't have to look like what some kind of influencer tells you it needs to. It doesn't even have to look like what I'm telling you. It's really about you sitting down and taking a hard look at what you need and then just kind of accepting that. Like, yeah, this is what I need and that's okay. Maybe I need therapy more than a gym membership. Or maybe I need a gym membership more than I need to do like weekly girls nights or have a standing coffee date with this particular friend. Like it's going to change through different seasons of life. And that's okay because you are ever evolving. And so the balance and the scales when it comes to these four areas are, they're always going to be kind of tipping and it's never going to be just perfectly uh, calibrated. And I want to give you some freedom in that because it looks a lot of the time like everyone else has suddenly figured it out, like that they've got some kind of secret that we don't. And a lot of the time the secret might be money. Like, let's be honest, if someone is living a extremely quote unquote balanced lifestyle where they're able to do all these crazy routines every single day and whatever, you know, that's most likely money and an abundance of support. Um, but for most of us, for most of us, that's just not the case. Um, and I want you to, to keep that in mind when you're scrolling, keep that in mind when you're looking at your mom friends, keep that in mind when you are chatting with the head of the PTA, like they, they don't all have it all together. They really don't. I don't have it all together. And I like to remind you all of that very frequently because I, um, as much as I want to show, you know, the hard parts and the messy parts of my life out of respect for my kids, I don't show that a lot of the time, but just know, like, Right now, I'm looking at laundry that I need to fold. I'm looking at dirt that's on my floor that I need to mop. There are dishes in the sink. Like my house cleaning has taken a back seat today, and I have guests coming over in like two hours. And so, I uh, I don't have it all balanced. I really don't, and that's okay. Like as long as I am able to find some kind of peace in the weird imbalance that I have struck like struck in my life, then. I'm just going to roll with it, you know, and hopefully there will be a time when my kids aren't tracking in a ton of dirt on the floors and I'm not mopping daily or a time when I'm not having to wash like ungodly amounts of laundry. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. The fact that I'm going to have three teenagers in the house at some point doesn't give me much hope in that area. But regardless, um, just know no one has it all together. No one is perfectly balanced, but it's okay for you to just figure it out for yourself and unapologetically prioritize your life for what's going to fit you and your goals best. Me being a fitness coach, I of course find a lot of solace in physical health. And I think a lot of women can, I think there's a lot of peace that comes from that. There's a lot of joy, like 
happy endorphins. Hello, L. Woods has told us happy people just don't kill people. Like working out gives you endorphins. Um, and, and there's a lot of confidence that can come from this, but it's still not the number one priority for everyone. And that's okay. It's not even my number one priority being a fitness coach. Because again, like if I'm not good with God, then I'm just not good. Like I might have the most banging body in the world and still be miserable if I'm not good with God. That's just me. But I, I want you to know that as well. Like I respect that what might be your priorities in life aren't going to be the same as mine necessarily. Um, and I want to support you in whatever that journey is for you. Like if it's therapy, go girl, go get it. If it is meeting your friends for drinks every week, like that is awesome. The introvert in me could never, but I support you. I support all moms everywhere. <laughs> and with that, I think I'm just going to wrap up this podcast. It was a little bit more casual, definitely less on the fitness side of things today, but I did run a poll over on Instagram this last week asking what you guys wanted to hear on the podcast. And the majority of you were very interested in hearing a lot more content in general about just like mom life and um, all aspects of that. And so I'm going to go ahead and just like answer the people. What can I say? Um, Well, still, of course, still talk about fitness because like that's probably why you clicked on the podcast if it's the Fit Mama podcast. Uh, But I think I'll sprinkle some more of these in every once in a while where we just kind of chat about all aspects motherhood. And this one of balance was a big one and an elusive one. And I was glad to hear someone recently tell me that there's no such thing as balance. And I want to pass that on to you guys. So that will be it for today. But if you want to participate in more polls like that one that I put up on Instagram, if you just want to shoot me a message and connect, I hope that you will because I have a fun time over on TikTok and Instagram. My handle on both of those platforms is sarahkelly.co. That's Sarah with an H, Kelly with an E-Y dot C-O. And until the next podcast, enjoy your coffee, reheat it if you need to, and have a good week.